Hi, this is Ann Gail Rose. You hardly ever see me by myself, but here I am. I want to tell you of an experience that I've had recently in New Mexico. Ahana and I and I went up to visit my son in Santa Fe. And when we were leaving to come home, we took a detour. And this detour was to a place that I lived over 20 years ago. It was a place that I had trauma. I experienced some trauma. Back there, I experienced the tragedy of the death of a loved one who committed suicide while we were living out there. And the subsequent thoughts and emotions that you go through when that happens. So it was a place south of Berlin, New Mexico, out in the middle of the desert. And we lived in a off-the-grid underground cabin. It was only 17 foot around in a very poverty-stricken area. So it wasn't, I'm painting the picture, you know, it was not a very glamorous experience for me. I actually had a love-hate relationship with the land because it was so barren. However, after my partner died, I couldn't live there anymore because it wasn't really safe for a woman on her own. And so I floundered, you know, where to go. I went and lived with my son for a few months, then I went back to Chicago and live with my daughter. Because basically I was floundering, I was totally lost. And after the nightmares of his death for months, after about six or seven months, I revisited the place. I wanted to see what I missed. How did I not see this coming? That's my partner was gonna kill himself. Anyway, the first time I went back, Ahana was with me and I could feel the depression from my partner miles away from the cabin. And I was quite surprised by this because I thought to myself, I never really realized how tormented a soul he really was. So I went out there and the place still was really an imprint of sadness for me and desolation. But after I came out of that, I mean, I got myself a few books on um, you know, on that kind of depression and suicide because I never wanted to miss a sign like that again. So anyway, fast forward 20 years, which is what it's been now. And here, Ahano and I were on our way home from Santa Fe. And I had to make a quick decision then. Do we continue and take a little detour out to the cabin, which was another hour past Albuquerque? Or do we just head on 40 and head home? I was almost just going to leave it, but then I just had this gnawing feeling inside of me that I had to go visit it again. So Hado, thankfully being the loving man he is, he took me. And um, it took us a few minutes to actually find the right road that the cabins were on, because it's just a, kind of like a rabbit warren of dirt roads off the main highway in through there. So when we finally found the place, it was in a shambles. So at the time, there were three underground cabins on this property, earthship type stuff. And somebody had gone and stolen everything out of the cabins. And they even stole the main ranch gate across the entrance. So I went in and I got out of the car and I started walking the property. And I was really, really shocked to see 
how the whole thing was really, I don't even know the word, disrepair. Um, the wind and weather had worn out the slats to some of the cabins. It was in a shambles, basically. The round cabin that I used to live in, the big window in front was gone. And the entrance where you used to get in was all filled with debris. So we just peeked through the window and it was just dark in there and it had been ransacked completely. The wood-burning stoves were stolen, the mattresses, everything was gone. So I just was really in a state of wonder with myself, trying to remember who was the woman who lived there. Who was I back in that time? And why did I feel the need to come again? I mean, I had this feeling of bewilderment, I guess, about it, that I actually lived in a 17-foot round cabin for a couple of years off the grid with no running water, no bathroom, no plumbing. But I made a nice little home out of it, all in all, at the time, and learned a lot about cons conservation and living simply. So I walked out to the area where my partner committed suicide it was by this round table we had in the yard which had fallen off its pedestal and i just had this sense of almost like you couldn't believe it actually happened you were just looking at it like i actually lived here i actually went through this experience but i didn't feel the same depression that i felt the first time i went back in fact, for the first time, the land felt very beautiful to me. I mean, this is a piece of desert that is basically barren, and out in the distance there's a mountain range. And I looked out and I thought, actually, how beautiful it really was, how beautiful the land was. And these little tufts of grass had grown with these little miniature flowers, wildflowers all around. And for the first time, I saw the beauty of the place. And I felt like I needed to give this place a blessing and forgiveness rather than look at it as a place that I hated, that I felt was way too barren for me to enjoy. What I will say about it is the sunsets out in the middle of the desert are absolutely gorgeous. How you can watch the weather patterns in the sky with the wind. The stars at night are brilliant. But I think for me, that life, part of my life, was a very impoverished part of my life. And part of me was just trying to get a handle on who was I that lived there and went through this experience. But I felt like I was in a state of blessing about it all. I felt peace. The land felt peaceful. It didn't feel like it held the imprint of where the suicide happened. It felt like it was all, it had all been reconciled and forgiven. And, and it was sweet. It was, had a serene beauty about it. Although I know I would never go back and live there, nor would I want to, it was necessary for me to go back. And this is what I really want, I want to say, that when you do go through a traumatic experience in your life, sometimes going back to the place where it happened can be very healing. And the reason is, is you get a chance to see if you've changed over the years that have gone by, 
if you have a different perception, which I did this time. I did it the first time. All the energy was still there of the trauma the first time. But this time, 20 years later, I was in a state of blissful peace about it all. I felt that I had learned to appreciate the beauty of the place and even appreciate the life I lived there, even though it definitely was not glamorous and it was hard. I did learn a lot about living like that. And I think the main thing is I didn't have the same perception. I did not have a hate relationship with the land like I had when I lived there. I actually could see its beauty and appreciate its beauty and the mountains around me and, uh, and the land and the sky. So I just want to say that for me, this was a completion trip. I don't feel I need to go back there again. My son now owns the land. I recommend that he bulldozer all the cabins and just clear the land. But I just want to say there is value in wanting to go back to places where you may have experienced a trauma um, to see how you've changed, see how different it may look to you as time goes by. And to me, it's a measure of your healing if you can go back and find peace in a place. So I just wanted to share that experience with you and I thank my husband for being so willing and patient to always support me in, in these spontaneous things that I have. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at wordofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.